Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things pop culture and then we talk about it. I'm Sky. And I'm Jake. And we are watching the Pirates of the Dark Water. Uh, episode 11? 13. 13. <laughs> the Dark Dweller. <laughs> yes. I had trouble reading that for a minute. Because Sky is illiterate. A little. Possibly minorly dyslexic, because I kept moving the words or the letters around in my head. And we're all a little something. Uh, this is the last episode of season one. Oh, right. In season one, depending on how you... Or season two, if you look at IMDb, because they count the first five miniseries episodes as one season, mm-hmm. then the next eight as another season, and then the final eight as the third season. That seems complicated. Yeah. Needlessly so. Yeah. This one's about the Dark Dweller. Do you remember the Dark Dweller? Nope. He looks like seaweed, and he's the guy what shits out uh, dark water. Yeah, he's a spooky man what lives upside down in the center of the earth? Seems like. Okay. We'll probably I get I don't there. think they addressed that in the last time they announced him, but, uh, you know, whatever. That's Here just we are. one of those things that just happens. Yeah, it's one of those things that sneaks up on you, and all of a sudden you're upside down. So we open up, and we're at some weird cliffy island ring. Ah, uh, the old cliffy island ring. You know, like you have. The wraith is docked at a dock... In, that's inexplicably here. There's like there's at least one ruined ship in the water. I guess they're having like a a birthday party for something, for the seventh treasure. But they're they're doing a little celebration. I assume that this is the Christmas episode, and we get a shot of all of the treasures all together, and one of them looks like a weird little pot that you'd put plants in. It looks like a little weird little lantern. It's, it's basically an orb, about the size of a, of a baseball. It's got, uh, like, six jewels on it, I would say. Or at least five and a flat bottom. It's hard to say. Well, at least three, because we can see those three. <laughs> well, could just be spikes on the other side. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and Ayaz is saying how he could sell one of them for enough money to get a fleet of ships and for a crew. And it, I don't think you could find a buyer who's willing to pay that much for one. So, but it's okay, because Ren says they're not for money, they're for magic. <laughs> He does say that, <laughs> which is a phrase I'm going to work into my everyday. Yeah, when you're at the store. Yeah, and I try to barter with shiny rocks I with, found. They're they're magic rocks. Yeah, the treasures look weird. Like some of them are just jewels, and then some are set in weird gold, and I, like diamond studded. I for sure hate all of them. They <laughs> they all look super weird. Especially the one that's shaped like a starship and has a blue star on it. Yeah. If you're making a show like this in 1991, A, you think you would make all of the treasures distinct and cool looking. Instead of just like weird green glass. Yeah. And uh, and consistent because like some of these we've seen before, but some of them have the shape has changed and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you think you'd make them cool so that if your show is popular, you could just sell a set of these. Yeah. The lack of, like, visual continuity of them, like, because the one with the weird five ports on it, it doesn't look anything like the rest of them. Yeah. And then there's the one, there's, like, a red jewel with a a ring around it that's diamond studded, and it's just, they don't look like a set. No. But yeah, Ren is hesitant to sell the things that, uh, you know, they risk their lives so often for. And then Tula comes on the boat from the store? Or maybe the storeroom? 
Uh, and she got lantern lights, and Nidler got melons, maybe, if you can believe it. Maybe just in this weird rocky mountain, these lanterns grow freely. <laughs> yeah, sure. They f- they also got bread and fish, and so maybe there is people here. Maybe we just they're just on the other side. But wouldn't you know it, Conk is there. He's riding a Dagron, and he was able to find the Wraith because it's the most easily identifiable ship in all of Mer. I would say the Maelstrom is. That's a fair point. It but is, yeah, the, the Wraith, there can't wraith be too is many. probably second. Yeah, it's red. You don't have a red ship and, you know, go incognito that often. But uh, the there can't be too many bone ships, I think you're correct, <laughs> that defy the laws of physics. Have... 13 stories tall, 13 <laughs> stories deep. Or more... They got monsters and people in them. But Conk has reported to Bluff. He's like, I found him again. Conk is either a very skilled tracker or, like, the world itself is very teeny tiny. I think it's that one. I think it's a small planet, and when you get on a Dagron and fly <laughs> up high, you can see half of the planet at a time. <laughs> you can see the curvature of Myrrh. Yeah. From, like, 40 feet up. Uh, maybe Conk has a compass that shines directly at Ren. That would explain a lot of this show. Yeah, but he he doesn't want to, like, he just wants everybody to believe he's good at tracking, so he doesn't reveal that. Some dude yells from the rigging. Uh, he's one of Bloth's guys. There's dark water a-coming. There's dark water afoot. And they look at it, and Conk sees a face, and Bloth's like, yeah, it's the Dark Dweller is what they call that. And there is a silly little uh, monster face that kind of looks like the Shadow King <laughs> yep. from uh, the X-Men series. <laughs> And Bluff's like, it's not real though. It's I, just a face. It's... I wish the Shadow King turned, or I wish the Dark Dweller turned into the Shadow King's human form—the big, <laughs> giant, fat guy with the uh, with oh. the little fez. Yeah, what's his name? It's not Evan Sir, because that is That's, uh, Apocalypse. It's it's uh, Shadow King. Yeah, I forget his human name. I don't know what it, I never knew what it was. So he has one. I'm sure of that. And uh, Xavier always turns into his weird centurion armor from Rome to fight him in the astral plane. Yeah. Silly. But we cut back to the Wraith, and uh, Ayaz carved himself a a conch shell of Orcarina? Or or they had that? I don't know. I mean, I guess they're near a store. (laughs) Yep, you got me there. They're just having a good time, I guess. They're mostly just sitting around. I like their melon glasses. (laughs) I think they're just halved melons that they scooped out and put ju- booze in. I was going to say juice, and I tried to say booze at the same time. Could be and I almost said Jews. Um, but you didn't, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't want to speak in generalities, but the Jewish people hate being crammed in melons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ren's got a fistful of jewels, and he's talking to himself and Tula about how you know cool it is. That they have so many of them, and you know they need to do something with them. I think they very specifically talk about how they're at the halfway point too, which is yeah, which is weird. It's kind of meta, I think, a little bit. But then uh, Tula's danger sense goes off. Yeah, Nidler. remember her danger sense? Yeah, it's part of being an ecomancer. She can feel the I guess... ship moving in the water and the air. Well, the ship the ship goes so far down it probably bonked a couple <laughs> of orcas or something. So <laughs> ravaging all the turtle ducks or yeah, whatever they're ripping up around. all that um that the uh, silt beach but thing, underground what's the thing underwater. that grows under under there and you put you plant it is Se- it seaweed? seaweed is it seaweed? coral reef that's what i was thinking oh of. you don't plant coral reef no, at all that's not what i was thinking of when i said <laughs> plant it <laughs> the coral reef is very important but 
Yeah, that's what I meant. It's a very lively ecosystem, and it breaks water so that uh, I was thinking of you don't seaweed, get the, 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 the hardy waves reef. that we would get normally. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably true. Bloth's ship is just like, if it's as deep as it should be, it's just dragging on the bottom of the ocean. Killing dolphins and coral reefs. Well, dolphins are kind of jerks. They just murder baby porpoises for fun. Well, they don't have the same laws as us. That's true. But they also do have sex for fun. Yeah, well, they do have the same laws as us sometimes. Yeah. There was a story about a dolphin that bit a fish in half and then fucked the half of the fish in front of a group of people it's the exact in the same aquarium. Laws as us. Yeah. <laughs> Dolphins are a bit rapey if you get right down to it. I've seen that King of the Hill episode. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, poor Hank. <laughs> so there's a commercial break and when we come back, everybody's like, well, we're boned. We got to get going. So Tula <laughs> throws the single rope that was holding the old ship there. Ayaz climbs up to the crow's nest because clearly that'll be most helpful in this he's up there moment. And he's like, hey, the maelstrom's in front of us. Yeah. You know how that big ship was co- closing? It closed in. We don't have a way out now. Uh, so Ren ties the wheel to the floor. To, uh, he <laughs> Basically, he put it on autopilot. Yeah, but I guess it only goes... It, like, left now? Well, no. It, it, he tied, like, the top of the wheel, and it's just strung to the floor, so it can turn at any moment, and that yeah. rope will have done nothing. But Run runs over to his jewel coffin. Yeah, there are all kinds of coffins in this yeah. episode. <laughs> it's a lovely uh, velvet-lined uh, button-tucked box that he keeps the jewels in. It is a nice box. And he scoops but all the treasures. it definitely looks like a baby's coffin. <laughs> it surely does. Also, it's weird that the top is a different color, but whatever. Yes. They got to animate something. Yeah, we, um, they didn't have the animation in the red. <laughs> that's right. Ren scoops them all up. He throws them in a pouch. Well, it looks like he scoops one up and leaves a couple behind, but he grabs them all, I guess. Uh, and they all ready to flee. Bluff sends out the Dagrons, as you'll have. I will say, he never forgets he has an Air Force, which is nice. Yeah. Ren and the gang are planning to just use the sail as a glider again. Now, the way that the Wraith is set up, uh, the sail has a big crossbeam, and the uh, the mast connects with, like, two jointed arms. And you'd think that those jointed arms would be like a, a catapult of some sort to huck it in the air. But no, nah, the, 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 the sail can just fly away on its own. Yep, Don't worry about cause it. Because wind. Yeah. Cause, and magic, I assume. Yeah, they got, well, they got seven treasures. <laughs> sure, but they could do it without it, too. Nidler pushes the lever, and the, the sail flies off. Uh, Nidler complains about being hungry, or maybe he ate too much. I forget. He complains about both in this episode, and I think right now he's eaten too much. Yeah, I think so. I forget how it works with him, but he hasn't eaten the right amount. There's never the right amount for Nidler. <laughs> it's true. It's never so, heard the right amount when you're a big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the Degrons come over, and they knock Tula loose, and uh, Ren grabs her by the by the wrist. So she's dangling off the glider, and you were like, well, Nidler surely can go pick her up, because he's done that so many times before. But instead, he kind of just watches as uh, Tula falls into the dark water. He's he straight up watches. Like, he's right there. He could have done something and chose not to, because his tummy was upset. Tula falls very dramatically in weird, choppy slow motion. Yeah, I thought it was just like a weird error in animation, or maybe like a weird... Like a thing happened. glitch. Yeah, like it when it was ripped off of the VHS or whatever this came from. It uh, got screwed up there. 
But no, it's just bad, and it looks like it's uh, her just falling. Uh, there also was a Dark Dweller face in the pool of dark water. Yeah, just smiling as she plummets towards it. Yeah, so she lands on it, and as we all know, you can kind of stand on dark water for a minute, uh, and then it, it, it like uh, engulfs her, and I was like, well, we'll avenge your death. He's a real Debbie Downer. I mean, he's not wrong. You can't do anything about her falling in there if they're dead. He could have thrown a jewel, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess that's true. Just jump straight in there with a jewel. Yeah. Um, but then two Dagrons fly around and wrap the uh, the sail up in a net. And then uh, Ren and Ayaz are captured along with Nidler. And then the next scene is uh, on the on the Maelstrom, which has a cool red eye now on its on its monster face um I and think, they just i think that was the transition from you just had, had it paused yeah i wasn't gonna address it i was just gonna oh, keep i was it. gonna because <laughs> you were wrong right <laughs> uh but we cut to the next scene and the the wraith has just been picked up by the maelstrom just suspended by the tail because fuck you that's why i think it's suspended by those two arms there coming off it's hard to tell because they're in no, different animation styles, but I think you are correct. Because later you see it hanging from arms like that. Yeah. But uh, Bloth and his crew had the the politeness to reattach the sail. Yeah. I don't know why they would do that, but they did. I think mostly because whoever animated this part didn't know that they <laughs> flew the sail off earlier. That could be true. That's probably what happened. Bloth has collected all the treasures, and he's decided to not murder uh, Ayaz and Ren. Because Ren is sad because how, Tula's dead. How many times has Bloth touched these treasures? He is, they have been in his possession every other episode. I feel like that's accurate. He's um, had them just as many times as the good guys. <laughs> yeah. You can still hobble Ren and have him be sad. <laughs> you don't have to let him be fine. Just kill him and be done. Slit his throat. But uh, there's a new guy on the, on the crew who's got four arms. He has a lot of screen time in this episode. No name, but lots of screen they time. They say his name like four times. Scott. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, I didn't catch it a single time. It's, uh, I can't remember what it is. I was going to call him Goro because no, that's it's, the it's Mortal Kombat. It's like uh, Scale or Scab or something like that. Goro. No, it's something with an S sound. Uh, Ren says it when he steals the knife later. Um, Bloth says it when Ayas has to fight him later. It's at least twice as said. Goro. It's not Goro. But that's the Mortal Kombat, who's half I dragon think it's, I think and it's has four arms. Scab. Scooter. It's Scooter. <laughs> Scooter, I'll accept. Okay. Ren, Ayaz, and Nidler are all put in a single cell together, and Ren is sad and not talking, and Ayaz uh, is wanting to, you know, escape. And Nidler's upset because they worked them to the bone. Yeah, or they're going to. I think they are already had at this point a little bit. Okay. They spent the rest of the afternoon working. We cut to the next day. Ayaz has been uh, tasked with cleaning up the floor of the Dagron pit, or cage, rather. Maybe, maybe it wouldn't be so small if you didn't poop so much. <laughs> and then uh, Four Arms comes in. Goro. No, Scooter. Scooter. Scooter comes in. He's like, it's not clean enough. And he kicks over the bucket that Ayaz is working out of like a dick. But like that is that is how you mop. So get water on it and then you use the mop I and mean, that's not exactly how you'd mop but <laughs> well i i can't imagine your boss comes over and kicks over your bucket but like uh you don't know my job it's fair scooter's just being a dick because they're prisoners i guess and they go they <laughs> go guess. back to cleaning 
You could, I don't know, maybe he's just hurting inside and he's taking it out on them. It's definitely both. <laughs> I don't know his backstory. I don't even know his real name. It's Scooter. <laughs> I also like that Scooter has uh, like bracelets on all four of his arms and bracers on two of them, but they're on the same side. He's only concerned with protecting the four humps on his right side. I guess that's his dominant arm, so that's what he's going to block with. Could be. Meanwhile, Ren is plugging holes on the side of the ship. Yep. He's not like under any real observation, and he could just jump off and swim for it. I mean, Scooter was looking down at him for a second. I mean, eventually. But he, Scooter was also bothering Ios and Nidler, <laughs> so he had plenty of time to not be there. He's also using like a, a straight-up knife. It's not a trowel or anything to plug the hole with. <laughs> Looks more like a, a flat than or anything. whatever. <laughs> yeah. What's flex seal? That's what he's got. Yeah, big bucket of flex seal. So <laughs> you use on boats. I once saw a man cut a boat in half and then fit it back together yeah, with the, flex tape. The warder can't even get in. The warder. There's flex glue now too. What? Yeah, you can dip your tools in it to make them better. We're living in the damn future. <laughs> he cut a hole in a, in a boat and he fixed it up with a screen door he covered with flex seal. <laughs> That's a real. It's a very rational way to do that. Phil there's Swift. It's just a fucking meeting with a whiteboard, and they're like, how do we prove that this works? Once, he made a dune buggy using flex glue or flex tape. I forget what... I don't think I've seen that. I haven't either, but I know it exists. Like, I never saw it on TV. I've seen it ah. on the internet. But he made a dune buggy. You want to get dune buggies, Sky? I do want to get dune buggies. You want to quit this Everybody podcast loves dune buggies. get dune buggies? <laughs> Well, we don't really have to quit the podcast because we're not making any money from it. We'll spend the afternoon, our Sunday afternoons writing dune buggies instead <laughs> of recording this podcast. We don't have any dunes around here, but we could make it happen. I'll just ride them up and down my street, whatever. Yeah. But then the water starts talking to Ren. <laughs> yeah. With Tula's face. Yeah. Ren has forgotten all lessons past. Uh, the last time the water talked at him, he uh, released a demon from a bell. <laughs> Which is a good sentence. <laughs> The last time he talked, the last time the water talked to him, he released a demon from the bell. Right. That's what happened. It's absolute. it's 100% <laughs> what happened. There's, there's no other way to phrase that to make it more accurate. <laughs> uh, but Tula tells him that she's still alive and she needs the treasures. And he can come save her because she's still alive, but she's with the Dark Dweller, so bring the treasures and save me. Ren conveys this to the other two and they're like, well... I think you're insane a little bit, but also I don't want to be a prisoner anymore. So, okay. I do hate being a prisoner. Yeah. So Ren's like, well, good. I stole this. And he brings out the knife he was using to plug the holes. It's like, I told the guy I dropped it. And he just, (laughs) I told Scooter I dropped it. And he didn't bother (laughs) checking me. I bet if he looked hard enough, he still has a stupid knife in his boot. I... I think Scooter is probably pretty drunk, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> All yeah. of these guys are. Even the good guys. They're not great at what they do, at the very least. Scooter's just there because he's got four strong arms, and he can punch a lot and good. Yeah, he can he can slap around some prisoners. He can hold you with two arms and punch you in the face with the other two. That's a move Goro does in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, or he can jerk off four dudes at once if he needs to. Yes, that is also technically true. He doesn't have to, but if he needs to. If he chooses to. Yeah. Lady's choice. Also, I feel like there's a guy from Mr. Sinister's crew whose name was just Forearm or something. 
There is a and guy four arms. who had four arms. There's an action figure of him, right? That also could be a He-Man villain that yes. I'm conflating. My, my guess is there probably is all of those things. Yeah. Forearm is a very easy name that a He-Man villain would have. But I know for a fact there was a Savage Land guy with four arms who was part of that story. Awful lot of X-Men references in this one. Yeah, also if you look up He-Man forearms, you get Man-at-Arms. Yeah, Man-at-Arms is just different. a guy with a mustache. Uh, uh, there's Manny Faces, who has many faces, and Triclops, who has three eyes, I assume. That's a that's a, an old Star Wars thing. Triclops? Yeah, he's he's in uh, these children books that were from before they really got all of the books tying together. Mm-hmm. And he's a man who just has an extra eye on the back of his head. That's kind of what Triclops is, only it's like a big, I don't want to say disc. But it's a big circle around his head that you, he can spin oh, his eyes around. Oh, you mean in um, He Man? He Man, yeah. yeah. So I don't think there's, I don't think there's an official guy with forearms, but there's this custom action figure of this guy with forearms. The He Man. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So Ren starts uh, undoing be. the. Uh, <laughs> he undoes his cuffs and he gets everybody uh, freed, but then he pretends that he is still cuffed. So when Scooter comes with a. Uh, a shovel and a bucket because he's got more Dagron shit for them to shovel, I guess. Or pirate it, shit, I'm really not sure. He says the Dagron slime pit or something like yeah. that. Actually, this isn't Scooter. This is a different guy. Why do you think that's a different Scooter? Because he's got hair all over his shoulders and he, stuff? He's had that hair on his shoulders the whole time. I don't think so. Yeah, he absolutely has. Okay, then never mind. It, do you think that's hair growing from his shoulders or hair from his head that has tuck, he's tucked under his harness? I think it's just a thick carpet of hair on his shoulders leading up into his head. Mm, gross. Yeah. Scooter looks around and he only sees the two of them and he's like, where's Ayaz? At which point Ayaz drops from the ceiling that has weird uh, horizontally growing stalactites. I don't know <laughs> what you call those. <laughs> they don't exist because they can't, so they don't have a name. Uh, but they tie up Scooter and they leave him in the in their cell while he's screaming at them. They didn't bother gagging him or knocking him out or closing the door behind them. Because reasons. Because they're in a hurry, damn it. I guess. Uh, so we cut over to Bloth. He's in his cool office with the awesome crab table. And he has built a glass case for the treasures out of bones. If you really want to stretch the coffin count, this could be a tiny glass coffin. <laughs> could throw a whole bunch of birds in there. <laughs> yep. This is a three-bird coffin. He's <laughs> um, got the treasures of rule. And the blue one uh, that has the gold setting looks different again. Conk comes running in. <laughs> pops open the doors. And he takes like six steps in and is out of breath. Uh, and Bloss like, what the, f- what the shit, man? Why are you here? And Conk just yells, Ayaz is on deck, and he's there's a big fight. There's a hoopla going on. Yeah. We cut up to the deck, and yeah, sure enough, Ayaz is there waving a shovel around. Um, and he's taunting the other pirates, saying, one of you or all of you, I'll take y'all on. And then some guy uh, flies at him from out of nowhere, like a, a wrestler, who looks like one of the Duck Dynasty guys to yeah. me. And he, he does a flying kick to the face. Uh, Ayaz was not expecting that, so he goes down. It's a good it's a good move on the pirate's part. Yeah. Always kick a guy when he's not expecting it. And then everybody piles on Ayaz, punching him a lot. And Bloth's like, ah, beans. If this guy's out, then the other guy's probably out, too. Um, 
Then he goes to check on the treasures, and sure enough, they were stolen! Oh, no! He's so mad he cuts his cool table in half with his sword. Luckily, he's probably got a slave to carve him another one of those. I guess. Or maybe it's an actual crab carcass? Yeah. Like a like a crab exoskeleton? Which means he can eat the delicious goo inside and get <laughs> another one. Nasty. I know, I just, seafood is not for me. I don't like the texture. Yeah, well, you don't live on a ship, and that's all you get to eat. That's true. But, like, that crab would sustain a lot of people for a pretty long time, I yeah, think. Yeah, or this man for an evening. <laughs> Bluff is mad, as you'd expect. So, he sends all the the uh, pirates to go looking. We cut to Ren hiding in a supply closet <laughs> full of stuff, including a bone coffin. And uh, Bloth comes in there with two other guys. One of them looks like a very young Sam Elliott. And it's just a prolonged scene of them walking around looking for anybody in here. A lot of, a lot of two long shots of, of Bloth's weird pointy feet. Yeah, this one, this one was ghost directed by Quentin Tarantino. Because <laughs> he likes feet. Not ghost directed, just straight up directed. <laughs> sure. Like, Give me them feet. But some schmuck runs in and he yells, Bloth, there's uh, dark water out there. Or something. There's I forget a, what he... There's a dark water a-brewing. Was it dark water? Uh, yes. Because they got Ayaz under control, so it must have been dark water. Yes. Um, and bl- it's Bluff's job to steer the ship, I guess. They just wouldn't automatically know steer Don't away. steer into the dark water. Right. They need a fish... You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Bluff was like, you don't do anything without my consent. Yeah, because they probably fuck it up all the time. Yeah, that's true also. Nobody's good at anything. So, uh, having... Buff been distracted. Nidler and Ren grab the bone coffin, and uh, they bring it to topside. I mean, I guess as often as people are being killed in this world, I guess you just need coffins on standby. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. If you're a pirate on a ship that's always at sea, you just throw that corpse off. Unless, you know, it's, unless it's somewhere important. Sea. Then you need a bone coffin well that coffin is not big enough for bloth so i can't imagine who else it was for well what if a dignitary is visiting then why would they <laughs> why would a dignitary visit a criminal i don't know just in case okay sure Jeez, guy. bluff takes over steering and ren brings the coffin over to the side i f- yeah conk notices but not in time before ren can shove the coffin off of the ship and he uses it like a canoe. <laughs> Nidler apparently wasn't part of this part of the plan because he's like, Ren, what are you doing? You're going to die. Uh, and Ren's like, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Because he's he's planning to either die or help Tula. It's hard to say which at this point. But the dark water does swirl around it. Uh, he flushes down the dark water like a toilet. He sure does. So there's another commercial break, and when we come back, we see the uh, the bone coffin flying directly to the bottom of the sea like a football. And then Bloth accuses Ayaz of staging a mutiny, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because he put him to work. He was part of the crew. <laughs> I don't... Okay, I guess on that technicality, sure. But I don't think as a prisoner he accepted that position. I don't know if that counts or not. Uh, what did you hear? I heard him say a wrong thing a couple exactly. of times. But yeah, so the bone coffin is in like a, a water spout, but underwater. And Ren's like, good thing I took all the treasures back because the bone coffin is leaking and dark water's getting in. Apparently this coffin's not watertight. I guess most coffins probably aren't. Some of them are, but it doesn't make sense to do because your corpse won't like drown. 
I was going to say, like, degrade. Oh. Um, But that's not the word I meant to say. Decompose is the word I was looking for. Eventually, the coffin hits the end of the road, and they're just in a cavern full of dark water. You'd think that Ren would just have the jewels out at all times to scare off the dark water, but he keeps putting them back in this big red pouch. That he's just holding. Yeah. There's they never they're never secure enough. <laughs> they're it's not. Very frustrating. I feel like at the very minimum, that should be a pouch with a drawstring that goes around his neck. Yes. Or like into a gauntlet, like an infinity gauntlet. Or even just strap it to your belt or something. They just the shit's always happening to you. You're gonna drop them. So they start walking in an arbitrary direction, and a bunch of skull faces pop up in a big mirror wall. Could you, if I give you $1,000 right now, could you tell me what the fuck that skull said? Because I could not understand anything it, it, it like, cackled. Um, no. It says Dark Dweller at one point, and those are the only words I could understand. I th- it was taunting him how he's not going to get out of here alive, I'm pretty sure. I, I honestly could not tell you if you're right or wrong because... Yeah, it was very vocal affected and it was a little too far over. Yeah. But ultimately, they're like, you're boned, dude. And then when Ren asks for more information, they disappear. Don't worry about that. We'll never see the skull faces again in this episode. They're, they're not important. They were just here to taunt our guy and then they're not. They're just the receptionist of this place. <laughs> yeah. And very rudely did not have a candy dish set out. <laughs> Niddler throws a fit because he's scared, doesn't want to continue, and runs like, whatever then, and <laughs> continues walking. And good for him. Fuck Niddler. I mean, that's fair. Niddler's always trying to not do something, and then you just have to walk away from him, and then he follows. Yeah. It's like an annoying five-year-old. Yeah. But then some dark water tries to eat him, so he runs after Ren. I know it sounds stupid, but give Niddler one of those. Oh, no. I was absolutely going to say that, because at the very least... You don't have to save him, and at the most, he can save you. Yes. (laughs) But they hear Tula's voice. So they run down a corridor, and we see Tula standing in, like, a... I don't want to call it an island. It's more like a platform in the middle of a bunch of dark water that has a very clear exit. (laughs) She's choosing not to use it this time. And there's something up with her voice. Ren doesn't notice, but I did immediately, because it's extremely excruciatingly obvious. And Ren's like, stay there, we'll come get you. And he asks Niddler to fly him over, and Niddler starts bitching about not eating, because he didn't eat while being a prisoner, because that's his whole personality maybe still. He, maybe he just has an incredibly high metabolism. I mean, he would he have to for constantly. A, a monkey bodies are very heavy and shouldn't be able to fly, so it would make sense. I mean, he could have hollow monkey bones. Well, he's still got all that mussy, monkey muscle, though. Yeah, that's true. It's very light. Yeah. sinewy. <laughs> Birds are tiny for a reason. Yeah, except for the giant ones. Well, yeah, but they have a harder time getting in the air. I think That's why they live on cliffs, so they can jump off of them ah, and fly. That makes sense. Uh, it's a lot of work to move that body, if Animorphs has taught me anything. So, uh, <laughs> and it hasn't. <laughs> it's taught me a lot of animal facts that may or may not be true at this point, but I hold them as true. That lady just got a set of zoo books and went to town. <laughs> Look, it worked. Yeah. I will throw more money away on more uh, graphic novels as they come out. We're still talking about it today. Has another one come out? Not yet. Like, there was a, a teaser at the end of the first one. That's what I thought. But it's been a minute. I it's don't... here somewhere in this room. Your copy? Yeah. I think. 90% certain I have it. I think it's over there. It's probably with your Animorph books? 
Or are those anamorphs? Uh, they're. They've got the scholastic dealie at the bottom, so. Yeah, the ones you're pointing at are goosebumps, but if you ah. go further to the right, those are animals. Oh, they're towards the wall. Okay. Yeah. But I think the Animorphs comic is on the shelf above that, probably with those other comics, if I had to guess. That would make sense. Yeah. When I do have to guess, because I don't totally remember. The graphic novel is pretty boss, and yeah. I really want them to do all of the all series 50, again. Four of them? Yeah. Especially the one. Where they go back in time in the Megamorphs and Jake gets shot in the face. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do the Megamorphs, seeing as those like write themselves out of counting in the end. <laughs> oh, we couldn't bring the dinosaur morphs with us. That's some bullshit. Yeah. That, how rad would that be? They'd still be just as effective, like because the Yurks got laser beams that kill them or whatever. Yeah. They could just get shot more. I know how much you love having the kids' organs come out, JK. <laughs> Give me the Hork Bajor Chronicles. <laughs> you know, the one about genocide. <laughs> is there a Taxon one? Give me that. There is a Taxon one, sort of. I didn't read that one. The Andalite Chronicles had a lot of Taxon in it, but it was Hork Bajor, Elamist, Andalite. I don't... There's Vizzer There is Vizzer. I, th- I don't think there's a Taxon one. There. I don't think so, but the Taxons are heavily featured in the Andalite Chronicles. Hmm. I think there's a cover where one of them turns into one, isn't there? Yes, that's a Tobias cover. They were using the uh, Texans to dig a tunnel, because Texans can just eat anything. So if they eat dirt, they can tunnel, which is how they got to the Yerk pool, because they lost all their access points. Yes, because they're not good at this, because they're children. Right. Because at the time, they were at most 15. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucked up series that I was very much addicted to. It was very good. It was very good. And it made me sad a lot of the time. <laughs> Remember the Howlers? Uh, they were like uh, Ben Grimm the Thing, but made of lava, and they had claws like Wolverine. No, I don't remember that. And they could scream like Banshee. Was it a thing from a different planet that they would go to sometimes? Uh, the robot Evil Eye, Krayak? Yeah. Uh, they were his thing. Oh, okay. And they were, they're the ones what killed the Palamites, the, the Snoopy dogs that uh, Eric the Chi came from. Were they Snoopy dogs? Their spaceship looked like a Snoopy. Oh, okay. Um, I uh, the regular Palamites, I think, were just dogs, but people, so. people dogs. Uh, I don't remember the, all the, the lore as as well as you do. I read it a lot. <laughs> we just restart it a lot of times. Uh, and also, this is the kind of thing that'll stay in my head forever. Yeah, you're you're cursed. Yeah, that's what they, that's how they describe it as a curse. <laughs> But yeah, the Howlers I'm are fine. cool because they had a lazy Susan tummy, so their like torso could just spin around, so that they could keep punching even if you circled around them. That's good. Yeah, it was weird. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back on Mer. Uh... <laughs> back in the less interesting fictional <laughs> world. So Ren uh, immediately hugs Tula, and she's got weird bedroom Princess Jasmine pretending to be into Jafar eyes, uh, and she's like. Yeah, we got to get out of here. And then they just run up the escape that she had the entire time she was there. Well, to be fair, based on what happens, it makes sense that she didn't use that. Yeah, but like, it's weird that nobody mentioned it. I guess Ren is kind of dumb. Yeah. Or immediately trusting, I think, is a better way to... Yeah, he's too excited to rescue her that he didn't see all the angles here. But Nidler certainly should have said something. He's Uh, too busy looking for french fries. (laughs) Is the bird part of the monkey bird a seagull? Because that would explain some yeah. stuff. Except he's colorful. He's just got a seagull stomach. Maybe. Or maybe he's eaten enough shrimp like a flamingo to change to a color. 
Is that why flamingos are pink? Yep. Is that their deal? Yep. Their babies are whitish. And then uh, as they eat more and more shrimp of some kind, I don't remember the name of their shrimp, but they turn pink. So if I get a baby flamingo and don't feed it shrimp, it won't turn pink? It'll also probably die, but yes. It only can eat shrimp? I don't know how flamingos work. true. But I do think you should get a flamingo. I absolutely am not getting a flamingo. You don't want a, a weird bird stomping around your house? No. First of all, it would live in making, the backyard. Making whatever noise a flamingo makes? It's probably not good, I'll tell you that. It's fucking standing near me on one leg looking at me, <laughs> waiting for me to throw out a shrimp. <laughs> Yuck. No thanks. The flamingo ate all the popcorn shrimp. <laughs> what would you name your flamingo, Sky? Hmm. I'm going to name mine Klaus. Darren. Darren? It's a good name. This is Darren. He's a flamingo who lives here. He's a dick. I'd name mine Klaus because I forgot it's Cluso who's in Pink Panther. That's uh, um not a flamingo. I know. That's a but it's a panther. pink thing. I guess that's true. <laughs> so uh watch. Uh Tula starts asking where are the gems, and Ren is just standing there holding uh the pouch full of gems awkwardly, as though they could be anywhere else. Uh he brought a snack. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my lunch. I thought you'd be hungry. Hope you like tuna fish. I brought a bag full of jelly beans for you. <laughs> uh, and he's like, well, it's here in this bag I'm holding that I don't always hold. <laughs> you know, this one? This is just what I look like. <laughs> Standing here very uncomfortably, holding it directly in front of my chest at you. So she grabs the bag and then she starts cackling. She's like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> and then waves her hand and another Tula is behind a waterfall of dark water. Sure enough, the one that was super suspicious uh, was actually the Dark Dweller, who uh, morphs into his weird Venom symbiote. I like the in-between him being in Tula and being his true form, where he's just a Dark Dweller wearing a lady's clothes. That's right. Sexy. Yeah. (laughs) But he turns into Tim Curry from Fringley. Yeah. Or a Venom symbiote. Or a Venom symbiote. Or seaweed still. But he starts cackling. It's not this evil. Sometimes it is. If it touches you in an inappropriate fashion, you're like, ah, On the genitals. I spent in general. It always feels weird when seaweed grazes your feet or whatever. Where are you you running into seaweed? I don't know. My past as a child? I don't I guess. My family did a lot of camping. My mom did a lot of forcing me to do things. Where are you camping that there's seaweed? I don't know. We used to go to a lot of different places what had water sources. Does seaweed grow in places other than the ocean, I guess, is my question. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought it was just in the ocean. I don't think that's true. I I just asked you if it was. And I'm like 90% sure that seaweed does in fact grow wherever. Oh, okay. Wherever there's a sea. Yeah. But Dark Dweller is like, I win. I have the treasures. And I was like, can't you not touch them at all? Aren't you made of dark... No, Water? they're not turned on. Yeah, I guess you need a specific ignition sequence to make them do the thing that they're specifically designed to do. You gotta be Ren and think about it. Yeah, but Ren actually did have a little foresight and he kept one of them. because yeah, the Dark Devil Air says, I have these six jewels. And, and Niddler's all like, six? I thought I was seven! And Was that Frank Welker's here, everybody? <laughs> Can't you be cool for like a second, Niddler? So... <laughs> Uh, Ren pulls out the the red one that has the, the gold setting and the diamond plating. Which I believe you described as a brooch earlier, which is very uh, yeah. accurate. It's grandma's brooch. Um, he activates it somehow. I don't, thinking. I don't know what the difference between holding it regular and using it is. 
He does mention earlier in the episode about feeling like he's connected to them. Yeah. So does that mean that the other two couldn't use them? I guess so. Well, I feel like Tula definitely should be able to, because she's magic inherently. Yeah, she could use necromancy. (laughs) Damn it, ecomancy. I honestly can't tell if you're doing it on purpose no, or not. No, because ecomancy isn't a word. Or at least it's not a word I learned <laughs> before a couple weeks ago. Because <laughs> you say it so confidently as though it's what you were intending talk? to say. I can tell when you're saying something made up, though. Like, uh, No, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, it happens. Ren holds up his grandmother's brooch and it spooks the dark de- dweller. Into, into dropping the rest of the treasures. Ren catches them. He's like, I kept this one, bitch. Now get away. And he holds the whole bag, and I guess you don't need to have them out in the open. <laughs> no. It's weird. Yeah, because the monster was holding them in the bag, and it glowed a little the way that Ren had it glowing. It did that when he opened it, so maybe there's just a tiny glow. I don't know, well, man. I don't either. It doesn't make any damn sense. It's our fault for trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Really. So we cut above the water, and uh, or below the water. I it depends on your perspective, I guess. But Bloth is yelling at Ayaz. He's like, "Well, here's the deal." He takes a sword out, or a tiny little dagger out and he throws it into a mast. And he's like, "You can fight Scooter, and if you win, you can have the sword." And it's like, "Wait, what?" No, I think <laughs> that's some dumb shit you just said. I Bloth. think he means you have to get past him to get the sword to fight him. I guess because he says you have to, you can have the sword, but you have to get past Scooter. Right. He was gonna gladiator him for freedom. Yeah, but I the way you said it makes it sound like the reward is the sword. I can't, I it's how I read it. It's how I understood I think, it. I think the reward is murdering Scooter once you get to the, okay. the sword. So Scooter's got all four arms uh, full of weapons. He's got a little fire poker uh, with. Like you could expect the little devil to have. Uh, he's got a whip, he's got a morning star, and he's got a sword. I guess they did have the, the decency to take the cuffs off of Ayaz, so now he has to deal with the fisticuffs with uh, a four-armed man. Meanwhile, back in the underground, uh, it seems as though they've found a way out of the ocean by climbing up a rock cliff up to an island. Immediately... Nidler finds a melon growing on a tree like they don't grow, and he's like, I'm going to eat this. These melons do grow on trees, though. So it's I, different worlds. I've seen it a lot. But Ren cuts it in half with his stupid broken sword, and it's full of black. So, so it could have either just melon. been, yeah, either it's just out of season, or it's been on the tree too long, or it's full of dark water, and they've all been uh, bamboozled yet again. Someone yucky's been fucking that melon. <laughs> Disgusting. But sure enough, the Dark Dweller was just <laughs> pulling a fast one on him. So, the Dark Dweller uh, tricks them, and Ren pulls out the jewels. Uh, excuse me, he pulls out his treasure. That still sounds sexy, sexual. He uses the, the magic stones. He pulls out his sack of jewels. Yeah, he just... <laughs> Wait. And the, the vision fades, and they're still underground. And under the ocean? Uh, uh, yes. But not in the way you think. Right. But he is able to spread some of the shimmer... From uh, the gemstones to Tula and Aya, not Aya's, the bird. Nidler. Nidler, thank you. So Ren, at that, at that point, he takes the sack and he teabags the, uh, the, the lake of dark water <laughs> that they've come across. And uh, as he steeps the bag, it uh, clears up the water and he can see the underside of the, 
of the Maelstrom, so now we know it doesn't extend super far into the ocean for some reason. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. It's got a bottom, which really shatters a lot of the theories I had, which sucks. Which also makes even less sense than <laughs> yep. it being super tall. Yeah, it's just a regular boat. That sucks. Why do you have so many levels? Why do you have a sewer level? Why do you have multiple sewer levels? At that point, they hear a voice. Uh, it's the Dark Dweller. He's like, I'm going to give you back a soul if you give me just one treasure. And nobody's like, well, what? <laughs> Why do you have souls? And then Ren's dad comes out. It's a good point. Why would he have souls? And even though he was literally just tricked, like, <laughs> ten minutes ago, he doesn't immediately dismiss this as a trick. Uh, he still dismisses it as a trick faster than you'd think, based on what we know about this show. That's true, but he does consider giving over yeah. a treasure to save his not-dad. Um, because he's like, we will need all of these jewels to defeat whatever. And uh, Dead Dad is like, nah, that's fine. We can get it later. Save me. And Ren's like, my dad wouldn't talk like that. You're even a monster. Th- even though he never really met his dad. Yeah. You have, I don't know, less than a full conversation experience with your father. Other people have told you more about him than the time you spent with him. Yeah, you ha- you spent more time with a monster pretending to be him than you spent with him. <laughs> All you know about your dad is that he got around and uh, that he wanted to save the world. Yeah, the longest story you know about him is that he's kind of a jerk for cheating on one lady with your mom. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. But he pulls out Grandma's brooch and he uh, scares out the the Dark Devil. No, that's not it. Dark Dweller from the dad. Daddy Dark Dark Dweller. I can't. Good job, Scott. Not good. You made it. Uh, So... They they spook him and then they jump through the wa- the water and swim up to the well, swim sw- down. They swim down, which eventually turns into up. The camera just flips. Yeah, and they're swimming up towards the maelstrom. Um but Dark Dweller cracks so he he doesn't follow them through the, the hole that they made. They he instead shatters the the ocean floor and comes out because um and then Nidler picks up Ren and Tula and flies them up to the maelstrom. This I think the show was just animated like one scene at a time in <laughs> in different rooms. Probably. So they were just like, hey, this is what the Dark Dweller looks like. He's coming up from the bottom of the ocean. And they're like, okay. Well, I guess he'd crack his way out. And then they're just like, well, we just edit these things together. Who cares what it says in the end? Yeah. If he can just get out, why is he hanging out in the center of the earth anyway? Well, I think he likes it there. He just needs some stuff from up here. Okay. I don't know what his goal is. To have the treasures so he can't be stopped from doing evil? Does he want to eat the world? Maybe. Okay. Yes, because the dark water's spreading. Right, and it eats whatever. And he is the dark water, or he controls the dark water? He shits it out. Okay. I think. He seems to also be it. But he is his I own shell. Yeah. Okay. He's just a shit monster. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so Nidler carries them up even though he's hungry and he could have done that to Tula before she fell into the dark water in the first place, uh, but chose not to. It's hard. Yeah. I think he just doesn't like Tula. <laughs> he wants to have sex with Ren. Because he's only ever <laughs> carrying Ren around. He... Yeah, he's only carrying Tula now because she's holding on to Ren. That's right. But uh, Scooter has... Ayaz on the ropes and he's gonna kill him with the sword 
But at that point, uh, they see the specter of Ren and Tula flying around. So Ayaz takes the opportunity to, I don't know, manifest his sword, because he definitely, it was not the sword that uh, was offered by Bloth, but he has it now, because fuck you. Uh, and he releases a bunch of Again, barrels like he's Donkey Kong. Separate rooms animating <laughs> scenes. Uh, and because he released all the barrels, uh, it's almost like releasing a net, only it uh, can affect more people. Yeah. The only thing more deadly than a net is a net full of barrels. That's right. Because all the pirates go down. Um, ah, barrels are one weakness. Damn it. Again, we have so many weaknesses, actually. But because the 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 uh, Maelstrom, I was going to call it the Bloth, but that's not quite right. The Maelstrom picked up the Wraith. They have their boat right there, so they yeah. can escape pretty easily. Uh, Nidler flies Tula and Aya, or Tula and run over, and Ayaz is there miraculously. He's very fast. I guess so. A bunch of evil pirates start climbing the rigging, and... You have to say evil pirates, because they're all pirates. That's right, except for Tula, who's uh, a womancer. Oh, yeah. Conk runs over there with his scissor sword, dagger, and uh, he's very ineffectually swinging it at them. Uh, Ayaz takes a very long time to pull down, like, a boom and hucks it at him, and turns Ren, or not Ren, turns Conk into a little wrecking ball, and he knocks a bunch of other pirates down. Yeah, that's pretty good. Meanwhile... Everybody's just yelling at Ren and company to, you know, die or whatever. I feel like it'd be pretty easy for them to just set the Wraith on fire yeah. and cut off their escape route and potentially kill them like you've been trying to do. Shoot, for... Just shoot a bunch of flame arrows into it or something. Yeah. But while they're debating on how to do the best way of murder, the, the Dark Dweller appears like a Goliath out of the water. Like he's Ursula in the middle, Little Mermaid when she gets the crown. <laughs> yes, and the and the exactly trident. what happens. So Bloth is like, "Oh, well, fuck me, I guess." Uh, but luckily, the Dark Dweller is only really after the uh, the Wraith. So when Bloth and his uh, pirates get knocked off of it, they just fall in the water and are basically fine. And luckily, Sam Elliott's cool too, so don't worry about it. Sky was worried about it. I was because. He's in a lot of scenes in this episode. <laughs> Thought he was going to disappear forever again. But and if he dies here, he can't be in whatever Sky's favorite Sam Elliott movie is. <laughs> if he dies here, he dies in real life, Jake. Oh. That's how he's been able to keep his look for so long. Ah. <laughs> but the Dark Dweller picks up the Wraith, and he's going to kill him, I guess. But then Ren pulls out the crystals, and he shines a laser beam at him. But this time, it doesn't work as easily. Yeah, and the I think... The Dark Dweller even says, you can't do that to me this time. Yeah, for no reason. For, yeah. When I'm outside of the water, when I'm far away from my home, I'm more powerful? Y- yep. Maybe uh, he works in a weird way where because he's a shadow, if he's in direct sunlight, he becomes more powerful and clearer. That's why he was bound to the center of the earth where there's no sunlight. Yeah. Maybe. Even though I think the center of the earth would actually be really, really bright because it's very hot and molten iron. Maybe he's not at the center. Maybe he's a couple levels above that. (laughs) Maybe. He's at the, whatever level the Matrix was in, he's that one. Yeah. So Ren's shooting him with magic from the the stones, and for whatever reason, it's not working. But then, for no reason at all, Tula's like, let's help. And And she and Ayaz hug him a little. And they end of Guardians of the Galaxy it. (laughs) I compared it to the end of Sailor Moon, its first arc. Where f- the four Sailor Scouts are dead, but their ghosts give Usagi their power well, uh, yep. because of friendship. 
that's more troubling. Yeah, so they shoot him harder with magic. The end of Guardians is just people holding hands like this. (laughs) (laughs) Then Niddler comes over and also uh, puts his wings around everybody's shoulders in a big group hug. And the laser gets better. And then the Dark Dweller gets flushed into the center of the Earth again. Hooray! At least the the jewels are connected to Ren. They set that up at the beginning. So it is Ren getting more powerful, you know, because he's more confident because he has his friends or whatever. So it kind of tracks, I guess. It makes enough sense for a show for, for the children show. Yeah. to be like, yes, your friends can give you power. That's a very Saturday morning kind of thing. But also, I think they just set it up enough so that it, it does make enough sense. Sometimes they set things up a little bit in this show. Other times... People are using different swords every time you see them. <laughs> the writing is all right. It's the, the, that they animate in seclusion. <laughs> it's definitely an issue, but it's fine. It's like it was made last year and everyone had to animate it from home. <laughs> yeah. But instead it was made 30 years ago. So Ren picks up Tula and he's like, hooray, we're not dead in a celebratory spin. And I is like, yeah, we're not. There was a lot more dialogue here, but I kind of forgot what it was. They're just talking about, we have to find some more. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we got seven. We need to get the rest, and we'll be more powerful once we got them all. There's six more. If we can beat the the main bad guy with six of them, what could we do with (laughs) uh, six more? Uh, So they sail off, and because Bluff and everybody else got dumped out into the water, the, the Maelstrom isn't able to chase them right away, but will moments later, I'm sure. Yes. That's how it ends, with everybody sailing away. Uh, having saved the day, and also we got to see the jewels do stuff a little. See the jewels do jewel stuff. Yeah, Jake. What? What guy? was the most turtlerific part? The most turtlerific part was. What do you think? I thought the most turtlerific part was Sky. What? I don't know. What about you? <laughs> I'll, I'll come up with something. You just gotta go first. <laughs> I think it was pretty neat how they did the old gravity doesn't mean anything in the center of the earth trick. Oh, that's fun. It was a neat little camera thing that they didn't really have to do, but it added a, a cool visual effect. I think that it was terrific that we learned that the power of friendship yet again yeah. is the is the most powerful thing that could do stuff. It's pretty terrific that you didn't know that uh, the Sailor Scouts died in Sailor Moon. I don't and know they, anything and, about And their Sailor ghosts Moon. gave her power. They came back in the next season. I think that's how the Rise of Skywalker ends. (laughs) You're not wrong, but you didn't see the Sailor Scouts get brutally beaten to death. Well, no. And I mean, some of those, those were Jedi who died before. Presumably. Well, yeah. I don't know who all the dark ghosts were. I assume Sith. Oh, you you mean those spooky guys? Yeah. Those were people. Just people? Yeah, people. They weren't ghosts? No. Where'd they go? They're, They're... they die they get crushed hmm how'd they appear i don't think they appear i thought they just appeared i think they're just in there it's been a minute since i've watched the movie it i will not believe been you that long since I watched yeah you they're acolytes of the sith there's no chance in hell i saw it more recently than you <laughs> no if it wasn't christmas time it's what i would be watching but i have to take a break <laughs> sure Ask the other question so you can ask me what Christmas is. Who was the most likable or effective character? I'm going to go ahead and go with the Dark Dweller. Yeah? Yeah, he was a different person than we'd ever seen um, in this episode. His motives are unclear. Very unclear. But he does some cool stuff with his powers, that's for sure. He's a big sloppy goo monster, and I like that. He's a clay face with seaweed. Yeah. What about you, Sky? Who do you do think was the most likable or effective character? I'm going to give it to Scooter. Yeah, it would have been my second choice. Because he's got four arms and he knows how to use them. Yeah, he's scooting around. (laughs) 
<laughs> Beating up by Oz. Yeah, watch out. Here it come. Uh, shout out to Tula, because... I don't know. I feel like she isn't... She's the most competent. Yes. So they had to take her out of the episode. <laughs> she would have just necromanced her way out of it. That time it was on purpose. Okay. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> so what'd you do for Pop Culture Palette Cleanse? <laughs> well, Sky, let's start by saying uh, I'm sure you hopefully finally watched Hawkeye. Nope. No? Nah. It's so wonderful. I'm sure. You'll really like it. I will, probably. It has a haven't... young teenage Look, girl hero. I... That's your... <laughs> you like that sort of thing. I got... A whole week of doing nothing ahead of me, so I will get it. <laughs> so so here's an hour and a half of that full week. Right. Well, episode three just happened this week, and it's very good, and there's uh, just a really cool long shot during a car chase that I really enjoyed, but you haven't watched it, and Furby hasn't like, watched it, and no one will talk to me about it. That's how I exist all the time with all the things that I like, because no one else likes them. Yeah, but this is something we're all going to watch, yeah. none of you have just watched it. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, um, I'm not going to watch another he- season of My Hero Academia ever. See, there's no, there's no chance of that happening. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah, that's great. It's just not for me. I don't need it, and that's fine. It's just I also have no one to talk to about it. But Hawkeye is good, and you're gonna watch it. So yeah, you gotta, I will. You gotta watch it. I will. I watched a different Haley Steinfeld property. That video game one. Yeah. I don't think it's her property. I don't think she owns it. She yeah, but she's in boys. it. She is, and I haven't watched it, but I heard I've heard nothing but good things. Speaking of her, did you see the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse trailer? No. You should watch it. It looks very good. Well, of course it does. It's more of that movie that we like. Um. Also, it's Christmas time, so we watched some Christmas stuff. I watched a bunch of Simpsons Christmases earlier today, which is always good. My favorite is the mean, Funzo one. Uh, we that was the last one we watched actually. I don't know if that's actually my favorite. That's just the first one that comes to mind. Oh, uh, uh, and I say it's always good, but there are a lot of more recent Christmas episodes than old ones, and they're not quite as good. Well, they've been on the the air for thirty plus yeah. years. So. We got this the Funzo one. Uh, they always count the one where they get snowed in, even though it's never actually Christmas. Yeah, uh, in that episode, <laughs> um, they they miss Christmas or they're about to miss Christmas. Yeah, but they don't. Um, and then there's the one where Bart's uh, accidentally burns on the Christmas tree. That one's pretty good. Um, <laughs> the first episode's not bad for being the first episode where they get the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one more in there. Oh, where Bart steals on Christmas. I like when he's at Milhouse's house and he uh, gets <laughs> yeah. in trouble. I like when he's watching Milhouse's mom uh, write the Christmas cards and he's <laughs> asking who the people are. And she's like, that he used to tune our piano. <laughs> Don't have any more. <laughs> That's who she sends Christmas cards to. It's very funny to me. She's very thorough. Yeah. Uh, and also we watched, I feel like we watched another Christmas movie that I can't remember. Oh, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. That's it. We watched that. Uh, the best s- version. Still good. Still the best movie you're going to watch at Christmas time. <laughs> so, you know, just write that down. But also we watched White Christmas, which uh, is not a, th- uh, you know, some people like their parents love it and they watch it every year. And that was not my experience, but... Mm-hmm. Um, as an adult, I have watched it, and it is a great movie, but what a ridiculous time that was where, like, people's pastime was watching men tap dance. Because <laughs> like, they had nothing else, Jake. No, it's insane. <laughs> it would just be a, a fucking club full of people sitting at really small tables <laughs> that are way too close together watching two men tap dance for hours, I guess, just smoking cigarette after cigarette. And there are so many scenes in that movie where that's just what it is. 
two men tap dancing and then singing a song. Well, this was from a time frame where doctors could just prescribe you cocaine or whatever. Yeah. So. Where those cigarettes were were uh, were medicine. They were medicinal. <laughs> what about you, Sky? Well, I watched uh, Arcane, the yeah, League of Legends movie. Movie. It's uh, a series. League of, League of Legends. Is that what it is? I believe so. I know a... nothing about the game, so is I may an... not be able to confirm. Is that like an not. app game? I thought it was. I thought it was like. That's what I thought too. One of those idle games that you don't actually have to play, but yeah. the animation in it is stellar. Yeah, it's... I've, it looks cool. What I've, I've I've only seen a teeny tiny bit, but it does look really good. Yeah, uh, the animation style actually like it jumps from style to style. It reminded me a lot of Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, uh, and it's very smooth. Yeah, and I don't know why I yelled that. <laughs> it's very good animation. The story's fine. I don't. I I'm not connected to the characters in any way, really. So I I didn't like go into it with any expectations but it's it's very well done um i'll probably keep watching i wasn't like sucked into it but i will keep watching for sure how many is there nine episodes i mean there's just so much shit to watch yeah, it's really well, hard that's how they do it now you gotta be you know if your shit's not bingeable then nobody's gonna care no the better way to do it is like disney plus is doing it and do one episode at a time so we talk yeah. about it for weeks at a time yeah or they cannot do that, which is what they're doing. <laughs> that's far too ne- late now. That's what Netflix is doing. And there was another thing, but I forgot about it while I was talking. That's right. Oh, you um, you watched that He-Man. I did watch He-Man. It was good and ended in a way I did not expect. Did you watch, uh, had you already watched the first half? I did. Okay, so you didn't just sit and watch. Because I've seen the first half and I haven't <laughs> seen the second half. Uh, it picks up more or less right as it ended. Yeah, I, yeah, I do want to see it. It's good. It's uh, it's lovely to hear Mark Hamill. He's in it more. That's good. Yeah, because he's a Skeletor. But it was it was good. Yeah, I did, probably did more stuff, but I don't remember. <laughs> so, oh wait, uh, I watched uh, the first two episodes of the new Always Sunny season. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's fine. It's not. It's not bad. I laughed out loud twice in each, or I mean, once in each episode, which was twice overall. So, you know, I started listening to their podcast, which is the Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, mm-hmm. which they do in light of, I assume, the popularity of the office ladies, you know, where Angela and Pam talk yeah. about it, and it's obnoxious and I can't. Yeah, they just need to move on. I listen to, to so much of it and I hate it so much. Then stop listening. I to did. It. Okay. I quit it. Um, it's, it's full of good information. I'm sure. But delivered in a very um, Irritating screechy way. manner. Yeah. Because th- this is all th- that Pam has for sure. Uh, Jenna Fisher, this is the only thing she's focused on. <laughs> Katie still listens to it and tells me all the awful things every time <laughs> she listens to it. But the Always Sunny one is just the three guys not talking about the show and being really funny. Um, I highly recommend it. It's only like half an hour for each episode. Um, it's very digestible. Yeah, it's it's really good. Oh, I watched Shazam. Shazam, as it turns out, is also a Christmas movie. I did know that. It's good. I didn't care, but I didn't know. It looks of all those movies, it looks like a pretty good one. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh there's some stuff that doesn't make sense and some stuff that could have been better obviously, but overall it wasn't joyless, which is nice <laughs> and yeah. a nice departure from the normal DC style. And you'll now you'll be able to see the second one and know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Or I can wait till it comes out on DVD. Yeah, probably. I mean, it was a full 3 years before I watched this one. <laughs> It's always weird to me when it's arbitrarily Christmas. For this one, it was mostly just for a set piece at the end. Mm-hmm. It, it it could have not been Christmas time, much like 
<laughs> Iron Man 3. That's Christmas because that's just where Shane Black sets his movies. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, so that'll probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can rate and review on whatever podcast app you do. Weird hic- That was a hiccup, not a burp. I still yuck. Good Yuck. <laughs> that was a yawn. Anything that comes out of your mouth is yuck. You're a dick. Uh, um i know you haven't seen the movie so this is 40 with uh like that's sort of the knocked up spinoff with leslie mann and paul rudd it's not called that but yes this is 40 you said so this is 40 oh i think it's isn't it no i don't think so i don't think this is so it's irrelevant but in there there's a woman who's talking to leslie mann about megan fox's character and uh she says uh, everything that comes out of her mouth is a lie and everything that goes in her mouth is a dick. And that joke plays in my head a lot because I think it's really funny. Yeah, I did not see that movie. Yeah. It's, also, it's called This Is Forty. You're, this Is Forty. I was correct. Okay. You follow me on Matt Sandwich Surplus. I'm a Midwest Love Affair. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Uh, defund the police. Black Lives Matter. Hazoom. Uh, what do I say? Uh, stay frosty, everyone. There it is. You did it. Sure. We all did it. <laughs>